1: The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I'm many things and many people. I am the nation. I'm 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I'm Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shocker round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain, Boys, David Crocker leave
0: coming to you from the d-tom studios in the free state of florida sponsored by makers mark bourbon this is don't tread on america your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there? Today is Friday, February 17th, 2023. It's Friday, we're going to let the music rock on. Let's do this. Ready for war? All right. <laughs> okay, guys. Like I said, it's Friday. Hope everyone is energized for the weekend. Big parties. Big. Uh, what do we got? NBA All Star. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> um. But seriously, I'm gonna make this a quick show because I have got to go and pick up my granddaughters because uh, they're gonna spend the night with me and the me and the misses. So. Here we go. Just wanted to mention our other sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at christianlawson.com. Make sure to use promo code DTOM at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. That's christianlawson.com. Promo code DTOM at checkout. 30% off. Do it. Do it now. All right. So, uh, how much longer we got on the song? Holy crap. <laughs> A couple of things I'll cover real quick. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on social media at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And if you want to follow us on um, <coughs> excuse me, on uh, Twitter, it's DTom underscore <coughs> 1775. God. And if you want to follow me, it's PCGC underscore 1775. Also, guys, make sure whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, you uh, subscribe to the show, you follow the show, whatever the option is. And don't forget now, we're also heard on Samsung Podcast, uh, Podchaser, and Boomplay, along with Apple, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeam, iHeart, TuneIn, Alexa, Amazon, Tin Can, um, <laughs> only thing I don't have is a radio show nationally syndicated. I think that's what we need to push for, guys. Get me on Sirius XM. Uh, I I don't think I can be on terrestrial radio because you know I I curse sometimes, so I need to be on a uh, a uh, cursible station. So I need y'all's help. This is the push. This is what we're gonna do. This is the this is what we're doing for 2023 with the D Tom shows. I need y'all's help in helping me get. On a Sirius XM, let's do this. Come on, guys, you can do this. You guys, you guys have the power. Start emailing your congressman, your your senator. Oh, I don't know, if they have anything to do with that, but anyway, let's do it. Let's flood them, and uh, let's get this going. I can do it right here from the house. I've got the equipment. I sound just as good as anyone else on the radio. So let's do this. What do you think? Hello. <laughs> All right, music is done. So here we go. Um, I guess I'm going to have to talk about the, the train derailment um, that everyone is now finally talking about two weeks later, two plus weeks later. Um, but it's more than that. And the title of this show is going to be Our Country Has Derailed. Um, but before we get into the fuckery that is this country... Here's a word from a Korean diversity hire and our beloved president of the United States. I
1: tell you this. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. <laughs> Let me start off with two words. Made in America. That's we three. We owe these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by no, go, you no, know the you know no the thing. thing. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in, the, in my administration are women. No one's ever wondered. I mean what I say. The question is, I sometimes say all that I mean. I, I guess that old expression, the proof of is pudding's in eating. I'm going to hand it over to uh, Secretary Mr. Secretary. I'm going to have you. Speak now. I was in the foothills uh, foot, 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 foot of the we, Himalayas we, we, with Xi Jinping, where seized their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. <laughs> <laughs> kleptocracy. <laughs> the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank the the, the uh, mm-hmm. former general, I keep calling him general, but My my. Uh, the guy who runs that outfit over yeah, there. The guy that runs that uh, thing. I want to yeah. make sure we thank yeah, Jimmy the secretary. Jimmy Secretary, And representatives, uh, Shirley, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli. Uh, uh, excuse me. Pinell. And uh, what am I doing here? Ur. I'm going to lose track here. Yeah, I'm and, a
0: dumbass. Uh, uh,
1: thanks to Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley and, and Earl Bump. And Earl, excuse me. I know. You can call me Bidden. Joe Bidden. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political, or or maybe precise, not and or, or political power. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. If you agree with me, go to Joe303. 3-0 Three zero and help me in this fight. Text Joe two three. Excuse me, I got to get this right. Joe two three zero oh, three three zero. Oh. That's why we were defeated in, in 2018 when they tried to do. We went to 54 states. The way Trump, the way China states. will respond mm. is when we gather the rest of the world that in fact invasion and free and in open trade, and making sure that we're in a position that the world uh, that that we deal with WHO the right way. That that in fact, that's when things began to change. That's when China. That's when uh, China's behavior is going to change. We bring social workers into homes of parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want. They don't know quite what to do. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night, the, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. A kid coming from record a very poor player. school, a very poor background, will hear four million words, fewer spoken by the time they get there. It's the case, where we cannot let this, we've never allowed any crisis from the Civil War straight through to the pandemic of 17, all the way around 16. We have never, never let our democracy, sex, second fiddle, way that we can both have a democracy, an election.
0: Okay, I got to stop. What the fuck is this dude even saying? I mean, Jesus Christ. And a lot of these clips are before he won president. This is when he was running. But no, you guys voted for him. All right, I mean, probably not most of the people listening to this, but you know what I'm saying. How? How in the hell did this guy get 80-something million votes? This is the reason why people still cannot believe that Trump lost. And it's not even that Trump lost. It's that Trump lost to this dude. This dude who got, what was it, 15 million more votes than Obama ever got. And even Trump had more votes than Obama ever got. But yet this guy had even more. How? How? <laughs> These are the questions that we need to know, and how and and you're now hearing old oh, twenty twenty four he might run blah blah blah. they're saying that if he runs, he's gonna beat whoever the Republicans put up how how in God's green earth, could you even believe that this guy that will be eighties what eighty something eighty two whatever years old? could possibly do better than what he's doing now, which isn't good at all. Shit, you want to pay $10 for eggs? $15 for eggs? $10 for a gallon of milk? Go ahead. (sighs) Anywho. All right, so let's talk about the train derailment, the, the one in particular that everyone is talking about. And, um... Just I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to read any stories. I'm going to um, just kind of riff. So we all know about the train derailment in Ohio by now, right? That happened, what, February 3rd, I believe it was. And <clears throat> we talked about it on this show. No one was really talking about it. You heard a blip about it here or there. But it was podcasts like this and other ones that pushed the issue. But the thing is is and I'll get into s- some of the stuff about this particular situation but since just then you've had one in South Carolina, you've had one in Houston, you've had one yesterday now in Detroit, you've had one, you've had a, a truck overturn with with noxious chemicals in Arizona, you had a plant blow up in uh Oklahoma. You had a plant blow up in Florida and Kissimmee, just not too far from where I'm at here. What in the hell is going on? And I'm going to give you my thoughts on that here in just a little bit. But back to the Ohio situation. These people in Palestine, Palestine I'm, I'm assuming that's how you say it, East Palestine, um, Ohio. You have a situation where <clears> the <throat> this train wrecks however and whatever happened we'll get to that in a second but the these cars were leaking uh, what was it vinyl chloride and um, there was also another ga- uh, gas that was leaking that <laughs> was used or is used or I shouldn't say is because World War One was a very long time ago but was used during World War One as a uh, like a bio weapon but yeah we're, we're transporting this stuff through the country Whatever it's used for now is beyond me. But the governors of Ohio, Pennsylvania, so you had DeWine of Ohio and Shapiro of um, Pennsylvania, along with Norfolk Southern rail executives, and the EPA and President Poopy Pants, all come to a decision that burning these chemicals off was the right thing to do. So essentially. These these rail cars had these different chemicals. In them. They're transporting them to wherever. And uh, <clears throat> train derailed. Stuff started leaking. These folks. Thought it was a good idea. Versus the the liquid chemical. Leaking into the ground. Into the rivers. And so on and so forth. That burning it was a was a better idea and then i'm sure you guys have seen the pictures whether it be on the news or twitter or TikTok or whatever wherever whatever you look at and it looks like a mushroom cloud you've heard people compare it to chernobyl you've heard people compare it to nagasaki um it's like now you have these governors pointing the finger to to um To the railway railroad, you have the you know this that and the other thing, and then to top it off, (laughs) the top it off. And I'm not laughing at the situation, but to top it off, you have now this broke today. The Biden administration turns down Ohio's request for disaster assistance after toxic derailment. (laughs) What the hell is that all about? Now, this is a train derailment carrying noxious chemicals, okay, a train derailment that the train tracks are a federally regulated situation that has nothing to do with the states, okay, that's like a plane crash, that has nothing to do with the state the plane crashed in, it has to do with the plane, the FAA, so on and so forth. But the Biden administration turned down a request for federal disaster assistance from Ohio Governor Mike DeWine after, in the aftermath of the train derailment in the state earlier this month. That led to large-scale toxic chemicals to, to release those. The uh, <coughs> FEMA told Ohio State Governor <coughs> excuse me, that it was not eligible for disaster assistance to help with community recovery. From the toxic spill, Dan Tierney, a spokesman for DeWine, told Fox News Digital on Thursday, uh, Tierney explained that FEMA believed the incident didn't qualify as a traditional disaster, such as a tornado or hurricane, for which it usually provides assistance. Now, this is where I have to call some bullshit, okay? This, even more so... Maybe not more so than a tornado, but a hurricane. And the reason I say that is this. Now, I live in Florida. I've been through plenty of hurricanes. Trust me. We just had one just this past year. Um, those you see coming, right? You can watch a hurricane. It forms in the Gulf. It forms in the Caribbean. It forms in the Atlantic. Wherever it forms. And you can watch it. Here it comes. Now, granted, you don't know exactly pinpoint where the hurricane's gonna go, but you get the cone of death, you know, and you and as it gets closer, you know you narrow and you buy your supplies, you buy your plywood, you buy whatever you buy to try and make sure you get through the storm right so not saying that <laughs> not saying that if when a hurricane hits that you shouldn't get FEMA assistance. I'm not saying that, but my point being is this tornadoes you might have a tornado watch or a tornado warning and be like okay and there might be a chance that or tona- a tornado hits right well it's, that's similar to a train derailment you never know when a train's going to derail i mean granted now it seems like it's every other day so and and that this train was carrying these chemicals is even more so if it'd been it would have been one thing if this and and i don't know how i want to put this Because I don't think if it was a passenger train, it would be any better. Because now you'd have hundreds of deaths probably. But let's say it was a train carrying um, cars. Okay, it was carrying cars from a plant in Michigan to New Jersey, whatever, and it derailed, and however many how many cars were you know uh, train uh, train cars were on this track crashed and whatever and you had this big mess but no chemicals no people died it's just a bunch of automobiles trashed and and strode about okay there you go there's your it's not a natural disaster it's a train crash okay i get that i think in this situation with the chemicals leaking into the groundwater leaking into the river you've seen uh jd vance He's a senator from Ohio, was at like a local creek in that area. You have uh, residents of this area showing you the the groundwater, showing you the water coming out of their sinks. So how is this not uh, not a natural disaster? True, but a disaster nonetheless. So why wouldn't FEMA, the federal emergency management agency be involved with this it's not the federal hurricane or tornado uh, management agency it's emergency a train wreck that is leaking chemicals that someone of these four fucking groups decided to burn off it's an emergency this wasn't planned you didn't see it coming but yet let's deny them any kind of help you have people that were displaced from their homes because they were told to evacuate. If you're in this specific, you know, so far away from the situation, you have to leave. Where are those people staying? So why is it any different than a hurricane or a tornado? If A tornado ripped through this town and destroyed, you know, 50 houses, and those people were had, having to stay wherever you would get FEMA help. If it was a hurricane in Florida and it flooded a town, those people, you, you know, what's the difference? So, but the kicker here is, is you have Pete Buttigieg come out the other day, and this is what he has to say on the situation.
1: Uh, look, rail safety is something that, uh, that has evolved a lot over the years, but there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh, while this – uh, horrible situation ha- has gotten a particularly high amount of attention. There are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing.
0: So you're talking roughly 1,000 <laughs> um, train, train derailments a year, okay? So I was curious. So how many train derailments have there been so far this year? Okay. So the number is one. No. Um Let me scroll through here real quick. I think it's... It comes out to be roughly two a week. Okay? So... (laughs) That seems like a lot. The average of... Assuming this trend continues, you're looking at about a 100 or so train derailments this year. Now, I don't know what qualifies as a train derailment. Um... You you probably have situations where the train literally comes off the tracks, but it's not to this extent. And I'm not even talking about the chemical aspect of it. I'm just talking about if you've seen pictures or video from overhead of this situation, these cars and I think it's I think I just saw it was like ninety seven something cars on this track on this train. Um and they're just you know, tumbled upon each other that's a derailment for the ages um <clears throat> and the one in south carolina the one in uh, in detroit yesterday was was bad but nowhere near like this was and i think that's i guess technically anything if it comes off if if a car comes off the track it's a derailment it derailed But like I said, it might not be to the extent that this one is. But in just the past two weeks, we've seen, what, five, six that that we know about. And the reason I stress that that we know about is this. The only reason I believe we've heard about the Houston one, the South Carolina one, the Detroit one, The only reason we've heard about those is because they've happened in the last week since the Ohio one. So like if the Ohio one hit and did what it did, we would hear about it. But if you recall, when it first happened, we didn't hear much about it nationally. It wasn't until the next one, the next one and the next one hit within the same week or within a week of each other that people went back. To the Ohio one. Now the interesting thing is this. The Bureau of Transportation. Statistics records. That 54,000. Train derailments. Between 1990. And 2021. For an average of 1,704. Per year. Now I don't expect. Anybody listening to this. To remember all the way back to 1990. I don't remember. I was a junior in high school. Right, so I don't recall, and around here I can recall of one train derailment that was pretty bad, and it was I don't know the exact year, but if I had to guess, I would say ninety six, seven, somewhere around there, six, seven, eight, ninety seven, you know, late nineties, and that was uh, a <clears throat> train derailed, and it was odd, oddly enough, it was a circus train carrying. The uh, Barnum, what is it, Barnum, Bailey, and whatever circus, animals and whatnot. And um, it's kind of an odd spot where the where the accident was in this area. That particular part of the ro- railroad where the accident was is literally a 90-degree 90, 90 turn. It's an S-curve. The train was going too fast. It derailed. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but just think back in the last couple of years. Just the last two, three years. 1,700 train derailments on average a year. Can you name five that happened last year without looking it up? Now, I'm sure if you live in an area where a train derailment happened, you probably can. Oh, yeah, we had one in our area. You know, but okay, that's fine. That's one, you know. Of all the people listening to the show right now, you, <laughs> we don't even have 1,700 incidences. You might name two or three or five. I'm talking about without looking it up. And the reason I want to stress that is, yeah, I can look it up and say, you know, uh, train derailments last year. And it can be like, oh, and such and such, Pennsylvania and Colorado and California. Da, da, da. It can give me all the listings. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, nationally televised, not televised, you know, televised, recorded news train derailments to this magnitude. Now, like I said, I'm sure they classify a derailment as anything where one or more train cars come off the tracks. So I saw a video yesterday, I think it was, of some of these trains in Ohio and in up in up north especially and the rails are all bent and crooked. and Now, we can blame Pete Buttigieg because he's the transpor- transport secretary. I'm all about that. But in all fairness, it's not like he has only been running shit for a couple of years. So this is a situation where you can go back as far as, you know, whoever. <laughs> Whenever those tracks were laid, um, surely... That's something that should be updated every, every so many years. I don't know the the life expect, expectancy of railroad tracks, but you know what I'm saying? Um, but I think it's past pointing the blame. It's like now the Biden administration wants to blame the Trump administration because Obama, Obama administration passed a law for uh, trains that be equipped with a certain type of brake, and then Trump supposedly um, repealed... That ruling, um, for you know, because I guess the braking system was expensive, yada yada yada. But right. <laughs> how many train derailments happened between Obama and Trump? How many train, you know, I, I don't know that that's necessarily the problem, not to mention the fact that when Biden took office, he eliminated every executive order that Trump did, so that would not even be the case anymore. I'm sick and tired of seeing these uh, politicians, whoever becomes president, blaming the last guy. I'm sick of it. Either own it, fix the problem. Now, we know, we know now, (laughs) if, if we didn't know from this average from 1990... So that's what, uh, 1990, we had uh, Bill, <laughs> Bush, Obama, Trump. So you're talking over the, the span of four presidents, four and a half presidents. We've had an average of 1,700 train, train derailments and a big ass fucking bing on my fucking computer. Thanks. Um, train derailments. Why aren't we fixing that problem? Whether it's the rails, whether it's, it's, there's got to be a problem. And it's not Trump's fault or Obama's fault or Bush. It's all of their fault. If there's 1,700 per year, why aren't we looking into this? And if there's 1,700 a year, why aren't we hearing more about them? I would assume because of the 1,700 of them, maybe one or two of them are bad. The other ones are just, oh, the train fell off the track. It's kind of like mass shootings, which I'm going to get into here in a little bit. Technically, a mass shooting is a shooting that involves killing and or injuring three or more people. So, not that this is a great stat to hear, but every day in this country, there's a mass shooting, technically. We only hear about the ones that are bad, quote-unquote bad. I would assume that any shooting of three or more people whether they get whether they die or don't die is bad but you understand what i'm saying and and i'll get into mass shootings here in a minute i don't want to get off track so to speak um but uh my question is this i'm looking at the averages of which i didn't know anything about but i'm looking at all the stuff that's happened within the last year or so in this country. And I'm not even just talking about train tracks. And I kind of touched on this on the show the other day. But between the food processing plants over the past year or so, right? The numerous food processing plants that have caught fire, let you know, electrical fires, whatever the fires are, we talked about the the chicken situation whether they're not laying eggs, they have the bird flu, the, the chicken processing plants are burnt down. You have those situations. Then you have the power plants or, you know, different substations across the country, power plants being sabotaged. You have um, different chemical plants just, just this week, Oklahoma and Florida. You had two different chemical plants catch fire. You have all these train derailments. And it's not just random train derailments. They're all chemically... They're carrying hazardous chemicals. Now, my question is, not to get off track here, but back to the Biden administration, if this particular train derailment in Ohio had been carrying 97 cars of crude oil, what would be the story? Right? But going back to what I was talking about, I don't remember what was that? no <laughs> what well, you know the thing man you have the truck in Arizona carrying toxic toxic chemicals overturns you have the train derailment in South Carolina and Detroit all carrying chemicals uh Houston what's going on in this country is it just are, are all of a sudden we're we're crazy and we can't fucking drive a train or we can't Operate our food processing plants or our chemical plants or our substations or our power plants? That's why I mentioned the other day, could this be terroristic? I'm just asking the question, is it possible? Yeah, I I honestly believe it is possible. And the reason I, I think it's even more possible is because no one's asking that question. Everyone's just assuming, and I say everyone, I'm talking, I listen to a ton of different podcasts. I watch news. No one's asking the question. Everyone wants to blame Trump and Biden and this person and that person and this governor and that governor. What if it's no, none of their fault? What if this is terroristic? What if, think about it, since, what, two weeks ago... When that article came out about us being involved in the Nord Stream pipeline, blowing it up, have we seen all this stuff pop up all of a sudden? Now, granted, the food processing, those things have been happening. And I, I'm reminded of something Napoleon had said during uh back in way back in the day. <laughs> your army, your military. Runs on its stomach. If you, if you can't feed your, your military, you cannot win a war. Granted, if you don't have weapons and stuff, so on and so forth. But if you have hungry troops, if you starve out troops, if you cut off the lines of supplies to your troops, they're going to either die or give up. Okay. Um, so this very well could be terroristic. Is it China? Is it Russia? Is it both of them? Very well could be. Now, why do I say that? Who has the largest army, largest military in the world? And I'm not going to tell you that it's America. It's probably, I don't know the statistics. I would assume your regulated army is probably China, then America, and then whoever. Okay. The difference is this. The difference between China, Russia, America, and these other countries is our military is is heavily um, how do I want to put this? Our active military, all the branches, we have the numbers. okay? Then if you add in National Guard and your reservist, that number goes up I think 30 something percent, okay? So that's, that's nice. That's a nice number to have. Our military prowess, our um, weaponry, our technology is as good, if not better, than any other country in the world. Okay? Here's the difference between America and the rest of the world. It's people like you and me. Now, why do I say that? Back in World War II, when they bombed Pearl Harbor... I don't know the name, so you have to excuse the ignorance, but whatever. You had the admiral of the Japanese fleet tell the commander, what did you just do? You just woke up a sleeping giant behind every blade of glass. God fucking damn it. (laughs) Jesus Christ in heaven. Behind every blade of grass is a rifle now that was back in 41 you're talking 80 almost you know a little more than 80 years ago right so how many (laughs) rifles are are behind those blades of grasses now how many ex-military members that still got a fucking still full of piss and vinegar are there now compared to their what 80 something years ago okay when the population is heavier Which means there's more guns. Which means there's. So with that being said. If there's 30 some odd million gun owners in this country. On top of your military. Okay. Not to say that 30 million people are going to take up arms. And that's 30 million legal gun owners. You have (laughs) plenty of guns in this country. And plenty of people willing to use them if need be. So why am I saying all this? I have no idea. This freaking computer keeps dinging on me. And it's pissing me off. But anyway, if you poison the ground, if you poison the water, if you're killing the chickens, if you're burning down food processing plants, if you're doing whatever to the chickens so they can't lay eggs, if you're selling <laughs> farmland to the Chinese, if you're doing all these things, little by little, right? Because China... And Russia knows they just can't invade this country. They just can't storm in because it's not going to happen. You'll see gangbangers and rednecks joining teams. (laughs) It will not be a pretty sight because you know what happens if you invade America, if you lay your fucking uh, boots on on this soil, if you come here, you know what doesn't count in this country? When it comes to civilian protecting themselves, the Geneva Convention. So, guess what happens? (laughs) All's fair in love and war. So, they know this, and they know how fucking crazy this country is. You can see it on the news. (laughs) Right? So, what's a better way to do it? You kill us slowly, or you starve us to death. Or, you make shit so expensive... That we can't afford it it's a long it's the long game for sure it's nothing that's going to happen instantly, but it is a very well a possibility that that I'm not saying that is the case, but prove to me that it isn't. The problem is is we're never going to know. We're going to hear trained around it. Oh, trained around it. Oh, it's Trump's fault. Oh, it's Biden's fault. Oh, it's Buddha Judge's fault. It's whoever's fault. Maybe that's not the case. I don't know. I guess, you know, that remains to be seen. I guess the best thing that I can tell you is to. be prepared. I know I've said this time and time again, and I'm not saying we're going to war. But I'm not saying go and buy emergency food supplies from whoever. I don't know all the, the different companies that sell the, the emergency, you know, Wise and Patriot Supply and all these different guys. Go- I'm not saying do that because that's just expensive. I'm not saying that. You know what you eat. If you eat canned food, you drink bottled water, you do these things, buy some extra. If you get a little extra money in your paycheck this week, buy some stuff. If your local grocery store is having a sale on canned vegetables or raviolis or tuna fish, buy some extra. It's not going to hurt to have it, especially if it's stuff you eat. Don't buy crap you're not going to eat eventually. And rotate your stock. It doesn't hurt to have it if you eat it anyway. So... All right, so then there's this. I'm going to close it out on this note here, so just stick with me for a few more minutes here. Uh, Keith uh, Olbermann urges blue states to wage economic civil war on red states. Starve the red states into submission, the title reads. Okay, so let's read this real quick. Former MSNBC host and radical liberal Keith Olbermann claimed that only an economic civil war pursued by blue states against red states in America would end mass shootings. He stated that the only way to stop such violent acts is to suffocate the businesses that profit off of sales of firearms and the lobbies that defend them, and to destroy the Republican Party that supports both. Blue states must starve the red states econ- economically in order to accomplish these things, he says. Um, Oberman made his latest hyperbolic statements Wednesday in a video rant posted to his Twitter account. A gun control proponent... Let's see. Do I have that? Do I have that video? I see his ugly fucking face. I thought it was damn Woody Allen. I didn't even know it was him. <laughs> so, uh, where's that? Uh gun control proponent. He was clearly reacting to the recent shooting at... Where? Wait. Right, the recent shooting at Michigan State University... Isn't Michigan isn't that a blue state, right? Michigan? Pretty sure it's a blue state. Hmm. The former sports journalist used the shooting to claim that US own is owned by guns. He began to hold on, let me let me go back. Michigan State Blue Blue State. Yeah, okay. Um he began his screed with that assertion and stressed that need to destroy gun businesses, gun advocacy groups, and the Republican Party as well. Hold on, let me go back here. Michigan State. Who's the governor of Michigan? What's her name? Whitmer? Whitmore? Right? Democrat, right? Yeah, okay. We are owned by guns, and therefore there is only one way to stop mass shootings. It is to suffocate the businesses and make billions of dollars in profit off of guns. To destroy the gun lobby, the deaf lobby, the Republican Party that defends those lobbies and those businesses. Michigan State. Okay. I'm just making sure this is Michigan, not Florida or Texas or whatever. He then offered a radical means on how to accomplish this, saying, and the only way to do that is an economic civil war. The blue states have all the money. They must starve the red states into submission. Or... Uh, <laughs> I didn't look... I should have read this a little bit better. I, I should have looked that number up just out of curiosity. Blue states have all the money. But anyway, they must starve the red states into submission or another 600,000 Americans will be murdered in the next 10 to 12 years. Oberman certainly is no stranger to rabble-rousing on Twitter. He made headlines in December. Okay, who gives a fuck? All right, so here we go. So out of curiosity, I looked up 10 states... With the most mass shootings. Okay. Now. Like I said. Mass shooting is defined. By, th- by shooting. That resulted in three. Or more. Injuries and or deaths. Okay. Now. I'm going to read. I'm not going to read the article. I'm just going to go through the ten states. And then. Then I'm going to fact check. This article. And I'm going to call Bullshit. And the the reason I'm going to call bullshit on this article and the reason I'm going to fact check is because anytime you read anything, you should always fact check what you're reading. Get multiple sources as to what the truth is. Okay. So his, his argument was starve out the red states because that's where all the mass shootings are essentially. Right. California. Number one. I'm not going to read the specifics. Number two is Florida. Okay. Number three is Texas. Okay. So you have two red and one blue. Um, number four is Washington State. That's blue. Colorado, B- blue. Pennsylvania, B- blue. Wisconsin, it's blue. New York, it's blue, too. Ohio, that's kind of red, I guess, technically, but in Illinois. That's blue. So let me see. The top ten, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven blue for sure, and then three red if you count Ohio as red. But yet the red states are the problem. Now this is where I call bullshit. Illinois was last on that list with four mass shootings now the kicker is this was between this is how you know it's a bullshit whoever wrote this article if i can get this to slide over um obviously doesn't know what a mass shooting is total total number of mass shootings between 1982 In February of 2020. Illinois had four. Now, I could be wrong when I say this, but I'm pretty sure I'm not I'm not a geography master, but I know a little bit about something. And considering I used to live there, I'm pretty sure that Chicago is in Illinois. Is is there any way someone could find that out for me real quick? Can anyone look that up? Is Chicago in Illinois? So you mean to tell me in the past 40 years, there's only been four mass shootings in the whole state of Illinois. I guarantee you there was four mass shootings in fucking Chicago last weekend. By definition. I mean, hell, I'll, I'll even throw in the 12 that they said Florida had in the past 40 years. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm not laughing at mass shootings. I'm just saying, this is why you have to fact check shit. Okay, so here we go. Top 10 cities for mass shootings. Now, this is between, um. what are the dates here? There was a total of 424 and 19, 612 and 20. So this was mid, this was March of 21 is when this article, and, and I just found a quick article just to kind of, just to kind of back up my thought on that last article, because that was 82 to 2020. Okay, so this is 1920 and three months of 21. So you're talking just, say, two plus years. Top 10 cities of mass shootings. Number one, surprise Chicago with 53. But yet the other article said four since 82. So Chicago... Illinois blue city blue state Philadelphia 28 blue city blue state New York City blue city blue state Houston blue city red state Baltimore blue city blue state Detroit blue city blue state Washington DC blue city New Orleans Blue City, I think it's a blue state. I think it's like a purple state. So, I mean, that could be either way, but whatever. Atlanta, same thing. Blue City, red state. And St. Louis, I think that's blue city, red state. But of those top ten, and I'm assuming that St. Louis, I'm sorry, Missouri, um, Georgia, and New Orleans are red states. You've only got four red states of the ten. Okay, and, that's, and that could be a question mark, so I'm not exactly sure. I think Missouri is a, has a Republican governor. I know Georgia is Republican, and I don't know about Louisiana. But So I'll just say they're red, whatever. Point being is this. What do you think you're going to do? Most of the guns that are made in this country are made in blue states. Now, mind you, if you try to go after Remington and Colt and wh- whoever else, I'm talking about your big gun manufacturers. Now, Florida has a few. They're more regional. They're not as well-known, but let's just look at your big ones. Remington, uh, Colt, Ruger, um, <sighs> Smith & Wesson, You know, just to name a few of your, your major brands, are made in northern states. Vermont. Massachusetts, <laughs> New York, you know what I'm saying? They're made in blue states. So, granted, if you go after those people... let will just move. Let's move to Florida or Georgia or Texas, whatever. So, whatever, whatever. But his argument holds no water. Uh, we'll just... Economic civil war versus these uh, states. Since we have all, all the money, fuck them. Cool. You know what I have to say? Cool. Keith Olbermann is right. Don't come to fucking Florida. Anyone that's from a blue state, stay to fuck home and don't come to Florida. I'm cool with that. You know why? (laughs) Because we got too many fucking people here now anyway. So, cool. Listen to Keith. Everyone go home. Keith fucked it up. Ruined it for everybody. Go home. Go back to New York. Go back to fucking Illinois. Go back to Canada. Take your happy asses back to the north. Cool. Now, I was born in Pennsylvania, but I've lived here long enough, so fuck it. Y'all can go home. I'll stay here. Or maybe, maybe I'll move. Maybe I'll just move to fucking Kentucky or Tennessee because I'm cool with either one of those states. So, (laughs) because it's getting a little too crowded around here for Don. Just saying. I've been to Tennessee a couple times. I've been to Kentucky. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. You know why? Because there's not a lot of people around. When we went to Kentucky last year, we went to Louisville. Their biggest city in Kentucky, Louisville. I mean, dropping a hat compared to anything in Florida, just about. As far from a major city standpoint. You go to Jacksonville, Tampa, Orlando, Miami. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck end that. I'll stay in Louisville any day of the week compared to those, those cities. And I'm not saying that... Southern city, or you know, the obvious Atlanta and New. York, I get it, but I'm just saying, Kentucky, their major city, isn't. I'm not cracking on. Them, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I could live there. Frankfurt, Kentucky, the capital of the state, <laughs> is very reminiscent of a of the city I live in now, and maybe not even as busy. And I don't live in a big city. Maybe not even that busy, and that's the capital, Tallahassee, in Florida is not a big city by any stretch of imaginations, but it's it's a busy city. You know what I'm saying? So, you guys, you guys do come to Florida to do what you. I don't care. I don't want you here, but you know what? That's fine. Whatever. I'll just move to Kentucky. Cool. <laughs> All right, guys. With that being said, I didn't know it was gonna go in an hour, but here we are. Uh, Today is something. Today is February 17th, 2023. Just a couple quick reminders, guys. Please make sure whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, follow the show, subscribe, whatever you do. It's free. It doesn't cost you any more money than you're spending now to listen to the show, which is nothing. And then please share this with your friends. Okay. And then, like I said, let's get that push. I need you guys to help me out. Let's get this show running national. Share it Spread it Do whatever you got to do Like I said Call your congressman Your senators Your president Your head of the PTA (laughs) Let's take this thing national I mean I'm already international You know I got people From all over the globe Or the plane Whatever you want to call it Listening to this show Let's do this Alright guys You can tell it's Friday I'm happy I'm off the next couple of days so You guys have a great day A great weekend And I've got to go pick up the granddaughters, so I will talk to you guys on the flip-flop. Peace out.